This is Hope FM. I know you're wondering, why is Blair on the radio and you're not hearing the voice of Danny? Well, unfortunately, Danny uh, has been held up in traffic in Southampton, so I'm just sitting in uh, to, to talk to two... Uh, amazing men, Tommy and Tim, who have a vision to uh, to help people. Now, if you've heard of the Samaritans, it will give you some idea of the type of ministry that they're talking about. But though, as you probably know, that the the Samaritans do fantastic work, but they don't have any particular faith um, roots. Uh, whereas the new organisation that we're going to introduce you to right now uh, is a little bit different. Now, the founder uh, is actually you, Tim. Yes. So, so tell us what what was what was your idea, your vision in putting this whole thing together? Uh, well, when I retired, <clears throat> sorry, which gives you an indication of my age, about 10 years ago, um, uh, I, I sort of said to the Lord, OK, well, I'm available. What would you like me to do? Uh, and he said, to my surprise, join Samaritans. So <laughs> I joined Samaritans, became a branch director, became quite involved in the overall organisation. And very quickly became frustrated as a Christian that when people ring in and they've, uh, they've got suicidal feelings or they're very depressed or whatever, or they're feeling very isolated and alone, um, that you can't pray with them. And uh, I began to realize that actually what the Lord wanted was his own Samaritans organization. He wanted somewhere where people could call in and be listened to and then prayed with. And so out of that idea... Um, we, we started to think about, well, how would we create such an organisation? And, and New Caporet really came out of that. I'm intrigued by the name, New Caporet. Why that, why that name? <laughs> no, it, is, it is rather a strange name. We, we, we struggled for a long time to, to find the right name for the organisation. Um, but eventually, I have to say, uh, the Lord gave us that. Um, and just to explain, uh, Caporet is the golden cover of the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, in the in the uh, old temple in the old in the Old Testament, um, it was the place where God was re- regarded to reside when He was listening to His people. And so, what we're trying to create in the in the twenty first century is a place where uh, God can listen to His people. I mean, we think that when they when people call into us, that He's present to us and He's listening to them, and our objective is to bring them closer to Him. So that's it's really a, a, a representation of, of the way that we understand our ministry. Uh, now you brought uh, you brought Tommy with you. I, <laughs> presumably, were you were you one of the first ones to be roped in, Tommy? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say one of the first ones. Um, I like that roped in. Um, no, I see. Oh, six months ago, maybe a bit more. Um, I just seen an advert on uh, Facebook. It was. Um, I like the look of the advert when I see the picture. I mean, it's, that's stuck out to me. Was it the one of the Ark? It's the... Yes, that's the one there you got all the... So you just, you just heard Tim saying that the name was about the cover that they put on, right. the, on the Ark and the, on the leaflet, which I'm holding, which you guys can't see, but but it's actually a lovely gold cover. Yeah. Anyway. That's it. Yeah, so I've seen uh, the leaflet, if you like, and then it's just seen like a helpline and I'm a Christian... And just read through it and said, you know, if you'd like to get involved or know a little bit more, you know, please ring this number and speak to me, which was Tim. So I thought, I'll do that. And then I rang Tim, and Tim's very uh, reassured and very calm. (laughs) 
<laughs> persuasive, he means. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that term, persuasive. <laughs> Hand up the back job, you know. <laughs> but I mean, Tim, it's a huge, huge undertaking, actually. I mean, uh, how old is the organisation? So we launched in May 2020. Um, so just at the totally wrong time. Oh, the well, right no, time. the right time, actually. I mean, if you think about it, you couldn't have launched at a better time. And, and in a sense, you, you can see the Lord's planning in that throughout because uh, it took us about a year to get to a point where we could launch because we had to register as a charity and train everybody up and so forth. Um, uh, but we, we launched right in the middle of, of the epidemic when people were at home. They, they, there was a lot of people feeling depressed and anxious who needed somebody to talk to. And there were a lot of potential listeners who were also confined to barracks and waiting for something to do. So in a sense, the so time So for was volunteers, perfect. a need was there, clear. Absolutely. And, and as you said, there was a number of volunteers. I mean, many of them, of course, did volunteer for inoculation programs and all of that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but you grabbed some of them as well. <laughs> I grabbed some of them as well. And we have a because it's it's quite difficult to do this work. Um, we have a quite um, an extensive training program. So we have eight modules where we train people how to listen. Um, because the key thing is you. You don't judge anybody. You don't, you're not critical of anybody. You don't give any advice. You don't evangelize at all. You just allow them to talk about what their problems are, and then you say, "Okay, would you like to? Would you like to pray about that?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that many organisations that actually start. I don't know whether the the Samaritans had an initial Christian root, but many of the organisations like Alcoholics Anonymous and and these organisations did start with a Christian root, but they wanted to make them more universal. Of course, you're starting uh, in a sense when you're you're, you're saying we are a Christian organisation. Yeah. Up front, and I suppose that the question really is: it's up to people to choose whether they want the option to be to be prayed for, or perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. We don't we don't insist anybody prays, and and indeed more than that, I think what makes us rather different. So we're not a like a prayer line. People don't ring in and say, "Can you pray for me?" Yeah. What we're trying to do really is to is to give people the opportunity to pray themselves. And so people will ring in and will say, okay, tell me all about it. And they'll tell me that all about their troubles and their feelings and so forth. And then, um, and then you say to them, well, would you like to pray about that? And ideally, we encourage them to pray because our objective is not to sort of mediate between them and, and God. It's to say, look, you can tell him your troubles. And you can get his compassion. And, and I suppose the, the advantage of that is that if, if you start people off or give them the, the confidence in order, you know, you can actually go straight into the presence of God. Uh, it, it's, it's something they, of course, can continue to do. Absolutely. And that's the objective. I mean, and, and Tommy's, <laughs> I'll have to say, Tommy's a real, really great at this. I mean, just encouraging people to pray. So, Tommy... I, Tell me, what sort of training did you go through? I mean, you saw this ad. Yeah. You liked the concept <clears throat> of it. Um, did you talk to Tim? Yeah, I did. So you had that amazing first phone call with him. Can you remember the content of that conversation? Yeah, basically, it it was Tim just basically what he just told you there, Blair. That's what he told me. And the thing I liked about it was, you know, because I think it's everyone's instinct when someone's on the phone chair and they've got problems or troubles it's a sort of like well what I'd do if I was you would do this or have you ever thought of that and it was the opposite it was we don't so you're not you're not being directional you're not saying as you say do A, B, C and D you're largely starting with listening that's it yeah that's what we do we listen 
and and we think that the the that God knows these callers better than we can ever do, and therefore if they want the best advice, then go to Him. Don't come to us. Yeah. And so it's just almost a directional service. You know, we point them in the way and say, "Look, really, you can pray about this." Yeah. What, well, let's have our first piece of yeah. music. And I, I thought this would be an appropriate track for you. It's called uh, "God uh, Who Listens." <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, Perfect. so you're getting, you've got a good lead there. Haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> This is Hope FM. Well, that's uh, Chris Tomlin there and uh, Thomas Rett there uh, with a wonderful song called The God Who Listens and two other people who are excellent listeners and are hoping to recruit maybe you to be a a listener are Tommy and Tim who have started a a brand new organisation called uh, New Caporet and uh, that's about listening in the presence uh, of Jesus. Tim, you you said that you you started your journey by actually working with the the Samaritans and I think you said you did that for seven years yes that yes. must have been a fabulous preparation for all oh, of this. i mean the samaritans is a fantastic organization and uh you know in some ways I, I i miss it except of course we're doing the same sort of stuff now but uh yeah no it's wonderful wonderful training wonderful organization and does some very good work but of course the frustration of not being able to pray with somebody particularly if there's say a young person rings in and they're suicidal have the, well, in your experience in seven years that you you spent listening to people on the phone for all sorts of things did anybody ever ask you can you pray with me uh yes sometimes but we're not you know as so a you have to say shot, no yeah you take the pledge you, you're not allowed to mention your faith or your religion at all and presumably that's to, to keep it what they call universal yeah absolutely oh. and you know it's it, if you're if you're providing a secular service that's fair enough fine but but clearly there's there there, there is therefore an opening for what you're now doing uh where you're because you obviously you're up front about the people who who will phone the number that yeah, we yeah. will give you in a moment yeah. or two, but yeah. people who phone that know that it's a Christian service. Yes, very. I mean, we advertise very much as yeah. as openly Christian. But even then, of course, they're not going to get a sermon on the end of the phone, are they? Nope. No, not at all. And and we're really a listening service. Yeah. So let's pretend I'm I'm the listener, and I and I phone you up and I said, "Oh, Tim, I'm just so depressed," and maybe you know I share with you that. Thinking, I'm coming to the end of things. You know, what, what would you? What way would the conversation go? Well, one of the things you you do learn from Samaritans is the worst thing you can say to anybody who's feeling suicidal is, "Don't do it." Okay, so what you do instead is you say, "Look, just tell me all about it. Sure, tell me how you've got." So to you this encourage point. them to talk. Encourage them to talk, and and a conversation like that could maybe take an hour and a half, you know, or more. And gradually, when when they understand that there's somebody who's willing to listen to them without any judgment, without telling them what to do. And then, and then we say, you know, occasionally, well, look, would you, would you like to pray about that? Would you like to bring that situation to the Lord? That can be a huge encouragement to people. Um, and, and already, you know, we're a very young organization, but already I think, you know, we've had, we've had five or six people actually in the process of committing suicide that we've, not we've managed to, but if you understand what I'm saying, that the, the Lord brings back and says, no, actually, we can, mm-hmm. we can work our way through this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a lot of people make the, the mistake of thinking, you know, Christian world, there's no problems there at all. <laughs> but, but, of course, the, the reality is that there's as many problems within the Christian community as there is outside of it, you know. And maybe even more difficult, because I wonder, because of the high standards that so many have, do you 
think that that can become a block to people oh, really very sharing? Much so. I mean, I think Christians, uh, you know, it's very difficult for them to say to their church or to their family, I'm depressed, I, I'm, you know, I don't feel that life is worth living, I can't go on, because the response to that is, well, don't you have any faith? You know, you're a Christian, aren't you? You shouldn't be feeling that way. But we don't choose that. And, and it's important no. for people to feel comfortable no. to talk about it. And, of course, Christians experience <clears throat> loss and trauma uh, of all kinds. Absolutely. I mean, clearly, the, the pandemic itself has accentuated all of those sorts of issues. So, but, but people do get guilty, don't they, because they think, well, there's something wrong with me. But really, but sometimes still, I think they're really angry with God. If you understand what I mean, because oh, I do. <laughs> you know, there's a Christian who's who's got incurable cancer. Well, why has God done this to me? And of course, we don't have any answers to that. But at least we're there for them, and we can we can help them to to talk it through. And can you remember the very first conversation that you had with with a new service? Uh, or, or even just in those early days, some of the conversations that that, yes. that you had. It was funny because in the early days, of course, when we 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 launched in in May and in 2020, and and there was about ten of us then on the line, and we had a very restricted service of sort of from six till midnight, but we managed to cover it. But we didn't know if anybody was ever going to call at all. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we could have been sitting there forever, and nobody rang in. Um, but that wasn't the case. But it wasn't the case. We started to get calls almost immediately. And I think the first one I remember was was a lady who was, um, she felt alienated from her church. She felt that nobody cared about her in the church, that she didn't quite fit in. Um, and and she was quite poorly as well. She was a little bit anxious and depressed. And, and it was just wonderful to spend time with her and just allow her to talk and then to encourage her to pray because interestingly you think christians are quite good at having a conversation with god but actually some people find it really difficult just to be open with him if you know what i mean and particularly if they're hurting yeah absolutely or, or angry as you say you yeah know, because yeah. the last thing they want to do is to talk to god they want to shout at him <laughs> yeah. well I, strange as it may seem i sometimes encourage them to do that i said you know if you tell him how you feel he knows anyway so you might as well tell him how you feel yeah. Um, and 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 let's pray about that together. So, uh, uh, what, what what about uh, you, Tommy? Can you remember those early days, the the first calls that you took? I mean, obviously, you would have went through your training and all of that sort of thing. We'll talk about that in a moment because we're talking about recruiting volunteers. But what was the what was the early days like for you? My very first call, Blair, was a young girl who uh, said to me, um, "Once I finish this call, like I'm going to kill myself." That was my very first one. So like a baptism of fire, and you're thinking, oh, my God. But then your training does kick in. So it's it's basically along the lines of, um, you know, can you tell me why you're feeling that way? Um, and then whatever the problem was or she has or whatever, yeah, she's telling you about them. And then you think, well, let's just call her Julie. Julie, no, if, if that would stop, would you still feel the same way? Well, no, I wouldn't. So you sort of like get around. You can't say don't do that. That's silly. Sure. Because your training kicks and you, you don't say it. But you sort of bringing her in round the back way, if you like. So she opens up a bit more, and then she went, "No, I wouldn't," and she didn't. Um, and was that a lengthy conversation? Would have been, yeah. It would have been, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. the other thing, of course, is that, that that all of the conversations that you guys have are entirely confidential. So, yes. so Julie. We're not talking about anybody here. Yeah, who's yeah, called, you know, yeah, we're yeah. talking about a hypothetical situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, um, and 
Have you have you been surprised by some by the nature of some of the calls that you've had, and have they always been from people who would call themselves Christians? Yeah, uh, no, a, a lot of them are, some of them aren't, but it's a proper mixed bag, Blair. Proper mixed bag. It could be someone um, who's unhappy in work. He's got a work colleague, or she has. I don't know, very nice to them. Um, you know, could could you pray, Tommy, to? You know, to God, like that, the person's nicer to me. To someone who's feeling suicidal, yep. it's a proper mixed bag, mm-hmm. um, and you're just there for everyone. What you're at, Blair, you're just a listener here. Who's got compassion? You show empathy, but you want you want them to speak to God, and and like let God know, which he, which he does know anyway. But you're you're getting them open up to God and, and like pray to Him. Mm-hmm. You know, get get this going with God. But I suppose it also comes home. I mean, uh, right at the outset of forming the organisation, Tim was saying that, you know, you, you clearly felt led by God, you know, to do this. I mean, we were talking about your seven years, but that wasn't the only preparation that you had because your life was in organisation, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. So he he, uh, he used all of that. And it, it's strange how you come to sort of towards the end of your life and you think, oh, OK, so all of that was relevant. Uh, but yeah, I spent uh, the last 20 years of my career uh, creating organizations, cultural change, all that sort of stuff. And I had no idea that all of that was going to be used. They were going to uh, set up a whole new organization. <laughs> yes, and actually quite a big one, really, because the service that you're offering is is national, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, we're, because of the new technology, one thing we're able to do is to uh, both attract listeners and train them wherever they are in the UK. So we've got listeners in Scotland, in Northern Ireland, in Wales, uh, right down to the south coast and, and the southwest. So, and, and we've become a family, haven't we, Tommy? So, yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, one in Germany. Yeah, there's one in Germany. So international. Yes. yes, we're becoming international. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so we're able to, to train people anywhere, and, uh, and that's wonderful. I'm, I'm just starting to get on the road a bit now and try and meet some people in the flesh because it's much nicer to, to meet them and encourage them and so forth. But basically, we, we, we operate all over the country now. Well, let's have uh, another piece of music now. Uh, uh, Tommy, you've selected this. Uh, it's actually one of my favourite pieces of music oh, well. as well. But I'll let you, I'll let you introduce it. It's Cornerstone, uh, Hill Songs. Why this one? As Tim just pointed out, it's uh, the name of our monthly newsletter. And it's also my youngest girl, Taylor, who's a Christian. It is. Excellent. Well, let's have a listen to it. This is Hope FM. And my very special guests today are Tommy and Tim, and they're with a brand relatively new organisation. Well, 2020, it was it was actually made its birth, called uh, Caparet, New Caparet, and it's about it's it's basically a service whereby you can phone up and completely anonymous talk to somebody about whatever. The only difference is that they operate from a strong Christian base. That doesn't mean that every second they're hitting you over the head with a Bible or or. You don't even have to talk about anything, Christian, but it does mean that they're free to pray, or perhaps more importantly, to encourage you to pray for whatever situation that you might find yourself uh, uh, in. Let, let's talk a wee bit about about your vision, because uh, at the moment you're you're getting a substantial number of calls. So in 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 the first week, um, it, it was it was quite high considering that the number wasn't out there. But was it your daughter, Tim, who, who told you all about Facebook? <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, I, I'm an old goat, so I don't know much about how to use social media. At least I didn't at that point. 
And uh, we got to a point when, when I'd sort of begun to flesh out how the organization would work. And I said, well, we're going to need some listeners. I said, I have no idea. And my daughter said, oh, just advertise on Facebook. So I thought, oh, well, OK, I'll, I'll do that. And, and as soon as I did, we got all these amazing Christians contacting me saying, I've been waiting 10 years to do this. I really want to, to help and support you. So we, we started off, I think, with about a dozen people. And uh, we've now got about 100 involved in the ministry in one form or another. We also have, we have listeners, <clears throat> but we also have prayer partners. And so uh, we will pray for all the people who ring in on a, on a regular basis as well. So some of the prayer partners don't particularly want to do the listening side of things, but, but they, they're very they'll happy. Pray. To, they'll, they'll pray for people who ring in. Now, if, uh, praise the Lord. One of the things that we discovered through the, uh, the pandemic was Zoom and Teams and all of these wonderful platforms. So, so now your task is to recruit volunteers because you're getting more calls then you can handle it. I mean, how many calls are you getting at the moment? So we're getting up to about 3,000 calls a month, um, and we're only able to answer about between 800 and 1,000. Now, of course, some of those people are going to be repeat callers who are trying to get through, but we're obviously anxious about those who, who are trying to get through and, and can't for a variety of reasons, and that they might give up because they can't get through. So the need is clear. You, you need an army of volunteers. We need an army of volunteers. Uh, which, is, which is why you're here. And, <laughs> the, and, of course, you have your very secret tool here in Tommy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a recruitment tool. Because I'm, I was intrigued as to how you come to be sat in our studios you know and uh, one of the one of the interesting things it's how god knows who to connect with who but i think tommy you were partly responsible for you being here yeah. uh, how did you discover hope fm um well i googled it to be honest with you it, uh, basically good place to start it is. <laughs> <laughs> what did you google really brilliant re christian radio <laughs> outstanding christian radio <laughs> spot on um so yeah I, I googled um well tim put like a newsletter out and i think we spoke on the phone as well um you know how can we get um more volunteers you know any ideas you know lads girls and all that any ideas so we were all tasked with it really um and i had a few ideas and we wrote a letter to a certain famous person. We won't mention him, but Tim delivered that one, a handwritten letter. Um, Did a famous I, person respond in the way you hoped? No, but we know the reason why we think not yet, but we we're hopefully is. Tenacity. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Give it. Yeah, and, but basically it was just Googling, to be honest with you, Blair, and um, I just Googled um, Christian radio stations, very good ones. Um, <laughs> hope <course>. come up. <laughs> um, and then I emailed, um, and then Danny got back to me on the phone. And I told him a little bit about it, you know, told him why we're doing it. And he said, um, I'll be back in touch. And, you know, thank God he did. And he, he said, look, I'd love to have you and Tim come down. Um, give us a date. And we said, we'll be there. So here you are. And of course, I wasn't expecting to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> at all. So it's one of those other things, you know. Uh, uh, so, Danny, you're really missing out here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate yeah. biscuits are lovely. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's, isn't it incredible how God knows how to connect people yeah. to the to the right people, to the right networks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, of course, as a taxi driver in, in the great city of Liverpool, you'll know all about that, won't you? Yes. <laughs> and also listening, because I bet you've had to listen to quite a lot of your passengers. <laughs> you do, yeah. And I think anyone who works, probably with the public as well, Blair does. So whether, I don't know, you're, you're a barber or a hairdresser or a taxi driver, when there's like a one-on-one -on -one with a stranger, people do tend to open up. Because they think, well, you know, I don't know you. Probably never going to see you. Um, so they do open up and so it does like it helps me if you like when I'm on the listening side for New Caparet 
because I've heard a lot of the same things. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people have got, you know, whether they're Christian or non-Christian, we all have the same problems. Yeah. Um, so it does give you a good, a, a good like grounding, if you like. Um, mm. But yeah, there's, and it gives me a chance as well because I do in my taxi, like what I do on New Caparet. I'll ask someone, would you like me to pray for you? Um, so when they've got over the shock. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, do you know what, Blair? And on art, most people look at it and go, would you? It's, and, it is incredible. It's lovely. It is. I mean, it's important what you're saying there, Tommy, because a, a lot of people love to be prayed for. Yeah. It's just that sometimes we're too frightened to ask. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. true. Now, obviously, here is the need because uh, there are people all over the all over the country uh, who are in need, and the the army of volunteers uh, that, that that Tim and Tommy have at the moment are just not sufficient because you you're only be able to cope with about a third of the calls coming yeah. your way. So. Uh, they need volunteers. So those who are listening to the programme today, how do they become volunteers and what sort of process do they go through? Well, uh, the first thing to do really is to contact us via the, the website. We have a new Caparet website um, or, or we have a Christian Helpline website as well, which is web for, for callers particularly, uh, so they can find out a bit more. But any way of, of getting in contact with us. Uh, and then I would normally phone them or send them extra details um at, we'd have a little interview and then as you, soon as we can do you do that on the phone yeah we do every virtually everything on the phone or on zoom um but then there's a there's a training program that 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 starts and we we tend to and they can do that in their home everything is done at home yeah everything is so done you don't have home. to travel folks nope. don't have to travel and and indeed the calls are taken from home now, one of the key things I was worried about when we first set up is that if you're sitting in your lounge and you're taking a call from somebody who's suicidal, how are you getting support? Uh, because, and it is important. Because um, you're listening to some traumatic things. Exactly. And so God helped us to find a, a virtual call center, which means that people can... Uh, uh, contact a watch leader we have on every watch we have somebody who's there available to support them and that watch leader can support them through a call if need be retaining confidentiality and not interfering in the call but just supporting them through it um, so nobody ever feels I think Tommy will confirm nobody ever feels on their own no when they're, well they're, you said it was like a big family Tommy didn't you it is it is yeah yeah so we to join the family, all you have to do is let me give you this address. Now, if you haven't got a pen nearby, you can nip off and just get one. Uh, but the uh, the uh, web address that you want is www.christianhelpline.uk. That's www.christianhelpline.uk. That's the website. If you want to email, uh, then you email Nikki uh, at christianhelpline.uk. Uh, UK. That's dead easy. So the, the email address is nikki at christianhelpline.uk. So that's a, that's a good place to start. Yeah. And then do you always pick that up, Tim, or somebody else? Yes, yeah, so it, it usually gets fed through to me at this stage. Um, and then I will normally talk to anybody who's interested, mm -hmm. just find out, you know, why they're interested and what their experiences are. So have you, as you've already heard there, you, you, first of all, you get to hear what it's all about. Um, something, something more about what we're talking about on the radio today. Uh, and then if it's for you, you go through a training program. And then at the end of that program, do you accredit them in some way? There's no sort of accreditation. There's no cert certification in a sense. Um, how, do you, how do you know when to set them loose then? Well, okay, so 
that the, there are eight there are eight modules and it covers every aspect so because you don't know the first call could be somebody who's lost their cat or or a person in the process of committing suicide so they have to to really understand how to approach every situation because of the range of calls that yeah, they're exactly. likely to get yeah so the training covers all of that and then when they first go on watch there's always a watch leader present in fact whenever you're on watch and so they help them in their first watches and then they get additional mentoring and coaching if they need it as they go through um, we don't we don't listen into calls because we want to we want to encourage them to to really have a very free and open conversation with them. Yeah. And with do a people caller. tend to come back to you and, and t- tell you how the first call went? Oh yeah, no, we always we always check with everybody. Uh, the first call is always memorable, <laughs> as you can imagine. I can imagine what uh, get over the heartbeat. You know? uh, yeah, <laughs> but after that, they they're fine, aren't they, Tommy? Yeah. I mean, I think people get used to it, and and it's a. I think for us it's a great blessing. I mean, you know, you'll see on our on our logo we say we're listening in the presence of the Lord. And and it is it's a it's almost a spiritual experience because you do sense his presence when we're talking yeah. to people. Yeah. Uh, and therefore there's a great blessing for us too in being involved in this. Well, let's have some more music and this is the eye of the storm. This is Hope FM. Now, you may be wondering that if you did volunteer to be on the end of the phone, the how you might personally deal with all the uh, the trauma, the situations that people find themselves that you're listening to. Uh, now, Tommy had that same worry causing you sleepless nights before, but uh, but how did it play out, Tommy? I did have them worries, Blair. Um, and the way, it, the way it pans out, it was... So at the end of your shift your watch as we call it you sort of like you link up on a zoom meeting with the watch leader and whoever else you've been on on watch with the other listener or listeners and then the watch leader at the end will pray for each one of us for what calls we've had the, who, who the callers were and basically it they take everything off you what you've heard and the watch leader just like puts it at the foot of the cross shall we say and you don't then go back and sit in your living room and you're watching Coronation Street or whatever, and, but you're thinking about whoever you've spoken to. You don't, and I thought that was going to be a worry. But that was a worry, sorry, Blair, for me, thinking, I know, like, I'm a very feeling person for people, and, you know, like most people are, I'm going to be struggling if it is a difficult call. But it, it doesn't. It's like God really takes it off you. You were there for that, that time you were meant to be there, that hour on the call or whatever it was, a half hour. That's your job done. And at the end, the watch leader says the prayer, takes it off you. And I've never once like, gone to bed thinking about anyone at all. I know God's listened. We prayed for them. The watch leaders prayed for the listener. And, and you know, it's like, it's like a very simple process, but it works so well. And it's a big team operation, isn't it? Yes. Pl- playing, playing to strengths. And even uh, as Tim said earlier on, you may not wish to be on the end of the phone yourself, but there's still a need for lots of people to be praying. So if, if this is a ministry that you'd like to pray for, then you maybe you want to talk to Tim uh, as well. Uh, Tim, as we round things up, and we'll give you those contact details again in a moment, but what is the most rewarding thing? I mean, you heard the voice of God saying, start this thing. I know that you've hit a few brick bats along the way, yeah. and there's always those <clears throat> people of doom and gloom. But in fact, uh, you have seen the birth of this ministry, and it's growing substantially what what is the thing that encourages you in fact both of you most about what you're doing 
I think, because I love to be on the watch myself, as Tommy says, that's what we call a sort of two-hour shift. And, and I just love doing that myself, whatever else there is going on in the ministry. Um, but the most rewarding part of that is you, you listen to somebody really pour out their troubles to you. And then, they, and then I say, well, would you like to pray about that? So, oh, no, I can't do that. I don't know, I don't know how to do that. I'm, I go to church and I hear other people praying and I'm not good at all of that. And you encourage them and encourage them and gradually they start to pray. And you think, right, I've done my job now. They're, they're in immediate contact with the Lord and they're telling him all they've told me. And hopefully they're going to go away and know that they can continue to do that and begin, continue to build that relationship. That's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. Tommy, you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. And I also think the amount of times you come off a call with someone and you know you've left them in a much better place than, than they were when they come on. And like Dave actually, a lot of them say, well, I don't know, how do I pray? I don't know what to say. And you say, well, you've just been telling me for like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just tell him, I'll be here with you. I'm, I'm listening to you. He's listening. Yeah. So just tell him what you told me. And then they do, and then you think, and they're happy. You know the voice has changed when they, you know as they're leaving, and they're thanking you. And but you get that, you think, don't thank me, you know, thank God, you know, it's him who's done it. I'm just an ear. That's all I am, and you know, I'll pray with you. Want me to? But it is it. I get so much joy out of it because I think every time I'm closer to God, it makes me closer to God by bringing them, you know, to me on that phone. But basically, they bring themselves to God. And it's lovely to see that. Well, Tommy and Tim, thank you so much for being uh, my guest today. It's been it's been a real joy uh, to talk to you both. Now, let me just give you those contact details again. So, first of all, if you would like to consider being a volunteer, either to be somebody who does a watch, who will listen and remember, there's a huge training and support package around that. Uh, then uh, the 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 number well probably the, the number is probably your the other one uh, to have a chat with you Tim so that number to have a chat with Tim is a one six three six six three six three six one eight nine let me give you that again a one six three six six three six one eight nine uh, so that would be a good place to start if you want yeah, to become sure. a, a, a volunteer if you did want to drop a, an email at uh, the name, email address is nikki at christian uk. that's nikki n-i-k-i at christian uk. now i know there'll be many of you listening to the program who maybe want to have a listening ear who want to have that private conversation to know that you're not alone now, for you, this is the number to phone. 0808 801 Let me give you that again. 0808 801 And actually, I've been so uh, impressed with you guys that uh, you know we will run regular uh, advertisements for you, which we will make at our expense. Uh, because I think it's such a needful ministry that you're doing around. We'll talk to you about that after the programme. So, uh, so you know, if you have any difficulty about making contact with it, with, the, the, with either Tim or Tommy, uh, then keep your ear on Hope FM because we'll be talking a lot and advertising uh, their very necessary uh, ministry. Thank you both. Oh, thank you. And to go out uh, of, uh, of this. This is Hope FM.